Hey fam, hello, hello, hello family. I'm here with a word, okay? And I'm gonna bring you this word the way it needs to be bought, okay? This is like a double-edged sword word because the Lord, he told me how to start it and he told me where to go with it because I had a dream. But first, I'm gonna bring you the first part of the word first. And it's Matthew 14, verse 22, and it's Jesus walks on water. And it says, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went He went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting against heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on water. When the disciples saw him walking on water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Mm, Jesus. Then Peter called to him. Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. See, I I wanted to start off by telling you, God is saying you are walking on water. He said where you're at in your life right now, you have asked me to call you off the boat if it was truly me speaking to you. And the Lord says, I have called you off the boat. He said you are walking on water. He says your feet is on the water, child. He said, I have commanded this body of water to hold you. He said, you, you, you told me, you said, Lord, if it's really you show me. And he said, I've been showing you. He said, I've been leading you this whole time. He said, do not be discouraged. He said, did you forget that I am in control of the winds and the waves? Did you forget that I said, peace be still and peace was still. He said, have you forgotten child? Mm, 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 mm. It says, so Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. It's about your faith. It's your faith. Peter had the faith to be called off the boat, child. And he had the faith to call out to the Lord when he needed him. And God is saying he he, he has equipped you with this child. You are on water. God says you are on water. He said, do not let that enemy discourage you. Don't let these winds and waves intimidate you. He said, I am in control. I sent you on the boat. He said, I've sent you to this exact place that I have preordained for you to be at, at this set time because I wanted you to walk on water. I wanted to do a miracle through your life. I wanted people to see my power. I wanted people to see my glory through you. Mm, Jesus. He said, Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? He said, you have so little faith. Why have you doubted him? You just seek me feed the multitude, Peter. You just saw me feed a multitude. You was just a part of a miracle before I told you to get on this boat. You've been seeing my hand in your life. I've been providing the manna. I've been providing the quail. I've been parting red seeds. I've been giving you the enemy's head on a platter, child. 
He said, why are you doubting me? You seek my hand. You seek my glory. Now it's time for me to display it through you, says the Lord. He says, in the secret place, we've been working on it. We've been establishing our relationship. He said, we've been having intimacy. We've been building a bond, child. And he said, now I'm I'm showing you off. That's all that is different. He says that I'm showing you off. That's all that's different. Now I want everybody to see what we've been working on in the secret place. He said, don't doubt me. Why do you have so little faith? How many times have I broke bread with you, says the Lord? How many times have I came in when it seemed to be no way and made a way? How many times have I made your crooked path straight, child? He said, why doubt me now? Why doubt me now? I can do everything that I told you I can do. My word accomplishes everywhere I send it. It accomplishes the purpose. Why are you doubting me? The fact that I told you to come off the boat shows you and you've begun to walk on water shows you that it is me calling you, child. You know my voice. You answer to it. He said, you answer to my voice. He said, you run from the higher hand, but he said, you answer to my voice because you know me and I know you. Mm, Jesus, listen. And it says, when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshiped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. After they had crossed the lake, they landed at Gethsemane. When the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area. And soon people were bringing all their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe. And all who touched him were healed. I need you to understand, child. Mm, Jesus, have mercy on my soul, Lord. I need you to understand, child, that that the Lord was working miracles in the isolation, in your secret place. He was showing you just like how he had brought Moses to the mountain, right? Remember he was at the mountain. He said, take your, take your shoes off. You on holy ground. Remember? And remember he was like, put your hand in your, in your coat, take your hand out, wishing your hand. All right. I dropped the staff, pick the staff back up. Look, get some water, pour the water. I'm going to turn it into blood. He was showing Moses in the secret place, what he was about to do through Moses publicly. And God is saying that is all he has been doing with you. He says he understands this is a new thing. He understands that that boat is your comfort zone. He said, I know that this boat is your comfort zone, child. But he said, I need you to come out of it. He said, I've called you out of it. I've called you into unfamiliar territories. I have called you into deeper waters, child. Because everybody's on the boat. Everybody's in their comfort zone. But he said, I've called you out of your comfort zone, child. He said, I've called you out of your comfort zone, child. So the ones on the boat will take courage. The ones on the boat will begin to worship me, child. He says, I called you. I selected you. I've chosen you to, for, for people to see me through you. That's why you don't fit in. That's why you are different. You're set apart. But because of people in the boat watching you walk on water, when we all get back into the boat, now when I when, when we all begin to commune and, and fellowship, they're going to worship me because they see what I did in your life. They see how I called you off the boat and you came. They see your obedience, child. He said, don't give up now. You right there. You on the water. Keep your, your, your eyes focused 
on me, says the Lord. Don't worry about everything else. We walking on water. We walking on our faith. It was the faith of Peter that called him off the boat. It wasn't about the water. It was his faith that he had in that moment. He said, Lord, if it's you, call me and I'm coming off the boat, period. If it's you, call me. Because I know can't nobody else come in this water to hold me but you. And the Lord, is, Lord said, yes, come. Child, you got to leave this comfort zone of your boat. You got to leave that comfort zone. And you got to walk on water, baby. We water walkers over here. We can't sit on the boat. That boat's too small. We have a, a whole ocean to walk on. Mm, Jesus. So then the Lord had took me, because you already know he had to drop this banger in my spirit. So it was Isaiah 43. Let me get to Isaiah. Isaiah 43, verse 2. Mm, Jesus. Hold up. I'm going to read it from verse 1. But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who forms you says, do not be afraid for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burnt up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. I gave Ethiopia and Seba in your place. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours because you are precious to me. You are honored and I love you. Mm, listen to how he talks. Jesus. Oh, oh my gosh. I just love me some Jesus. I really do. <laughs> I really do. He said, do not be afraid for I am with you. Don't be afraid. What are you being discouraged for? He said, I am with you. He said, I am with you, child. I'm with you. He said, I will gather you and your children from east and west. I will say to the north and south, bring my sons and daughters back to Israel from the distant corners of the earth. Bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. Bring out the people who have eyes but are blind who have ears but are deaf gather the nations together assemble the people of the world which of their idols has ever foretold such things which can predict what will happen tomorrow where are the witnesses of such predictions who can verify that they have that they spoke the truth but you are my witness O israel says the lord you are my servant you have been chosen to believe in me to know me, I'm sorry, to know me, believe in me and understand that I alone am God. So you're like, in, your, in, in the middle of this, this ocean, right? You walking on water. The Lord doesn't told you to come walking on this water, child. And you just watching and you're seeing people on a boat like, don't, 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 don't go, don't go, don't go. And you're seeing the winds because it's a heavy storm. So you're seeing the winds just crashing up against each other. You're seeing all the signs that you should drown. But God says, no, he says, I've chosen you. He said, you are my servant. You are to know me. You are going to show people that you can walk on water. You are going to show people what happens when you are obedient to my voice. When you follow my commands, he said, I am using you. He said, I have chosen you. He said, you are my new instrument child. Mm, Jesus. He said, I need you to step into your new identity. He said, because whatever you shall, you shall speak. So it shall be whatever you shall speak. So it shall be. Okay. 
And he said, there is no other God. There never has been and there never will be. I, yes, I am the Lord and there is no other savior. First, I predicted your rescue. Then I saved you and proclaimed it to the world. No foreign God has ever done this. You are witnesses that I am the only God, says the Lord. From eternity to eternity, I am God. No one can snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo what I have done. Mm, Jesus, yes, God, have your way, Holy Spirit. This is what the this is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake, I will set an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships. I was about to say sheeps. <laughs> in those ships, they are so proud of. I am the Lord, your holy one. See, because this, listen, listen, listen. God said he's gathering his sheep, child. He said he's gathering his sheep back to be in the sheepfold. He said he is a good shepherd, child. He says he always will leave the 99 to go get that one child. He said, listen, I lay my life down for the sheep. He said, I lay my life down for the sheep. You, he said, did you see how David used to war for the sheep? He said, I will war like that for my sheep, child. Do you know how important you are to me? Mm, Jesus. He said, I am the Lord, your holy one, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters. Mm, there goes that water again. Making a dry path through the sea. I call forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But he said, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? Do you not see this new thing God has begun? <laughs> he said, do you think it's strange that these things is happening in your life? Do you think that you're, do you think it's strange that you're going through these fiery trials? Do you think that it's strange that you're having these encounters? Do you think it's strange, child? Do you think it's just a coincidence? Do you not see what I'm doing in this day? He said, I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the fields will thank me. The jackals and owls too for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. I have made Israel for myself and they will someday honor me before the whole world. But dear family of Jacob, you refuse to ask for my help. You have grown tired of me, O Israel. God wants you to ask him for help. Ask him for the strength. Ask him for the faith. Ask him to keep you going. Be real with him. You have born not bought me sheep or goats for burnt offerings. You have not honored me with sacrifices, though I have not burdened and wearied you with requests of grain offerings and frankincense. You have not bought me fragrant columnists or pleased me with the fat from sacrifices. Instead, you have burdened me with your sins and wearied me with your faults. God said you haven't been consecrating yourself. God saying you haven't been coming to the secret place. God said you have not been presenting your body as a living sacrifice, right? But he said, I, yes, I alone will blot your, out your sins for my own sake. And I will never think of them again. Let us review the situation together and you can present your case to prove your innocence. From the very beginning, your, your first ancestors sinned against me. All your leaders broke my laws. That is why I have disgraced your priests and I have decreed the complete destruction for Jacob and shame for Israel. Let me tell you something. God is saying, listen, for his name's sake, he's going to blot out your sins because of his faithfulness, because of his covenant, child. He is going to blot out your sins and remember it no more. But he said, let's, let's, let's just keep this thing straight. 
Just remember, your first ancestor sinned against me. Your very first one. So don't think that this is because of your goodness. Don't think this is because he just thinks that you're just the best. Don't think this because you're sinless. Like, don't think none of that. He said it's because of his faithfulness. It's because of his sinlessness is why you are being set free, child. Why you are receiving recompense. Why you are being vindicated. It's because of his faithfulness. It's because of his word. It's because of his covenant. It's because of him. It's because of Jesus Christ, child. Mm, Jesus. So we gotta get into this. I told you it was a double edged part of the word. And I had um had a couple dreams last night, but the one dream that the Lord really brought back into my spirit when I woke up was that I was like, you know, I want to say I was in an auditorium. I was like in a big building, right? But it was like you can't, it was like opening. I don't want to say it was windows, but because it, it didn't really look like when like a whole bunch of windows, it was just like openings in the walls, right? It is, oh Jesus, but outside of the walls, right, it was a storm, it was a storm, like, and this lightning was, like, fierce, like, this lightning was something not to be messing with, like, it, it was just it just made you praise. Like it was people in there that was like, had their hands up praising God. And then I also seen people that weren't praising God. Right. So child, you know, you know what the Lord brought me to. Hold on. We're about to go to Matthew 24, right? Let's go to Matthew 24 and let's go down to verse. Um, hold on. Where is it? Okay, let's go down to verse 37. So Matthew 24, verse 37, it says, When the Son of Man returns, it will be like in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. That is the way and it will be when the son of man returns. Well, comes, I'm sorry, comes. Let me tell you something. It was people in that building that understood the assignment because we were, we knew we were taking shelter in the Lord. That's why you, the walls, the walls was like open, but you could see outside because that was God showing me that we was in the shelter of the most high. Right. But it was also people there that couldn't read the signs of the times and they, they couldn't perceive the storm that was happening. Just like in the days of Noah child, we have to go. Now we got to go to Genesis, Genesis, I believe chapter what genesis chapter i think it's like around like chapter seven hold on hold on fam let me see because it's not period period yes it is it said listen 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 so the lord had told noah to let's go to verse six i mean chapter six first the lord told noah to build this ark what has god been telling you to do what has god been telling you to get into alignment with that's your ark okay the lord said prepare yourself for marriage this marriage is your ark if God is saying, get your finances in order, this fine, your finances is this ark. If the Lord said, get your health in order, your health is your ark. What is, what is the ark that God is telling you to get in? What is God telling you to get in position for? What is God telling you to prepare? Okay. I'm about to read it to you. Then the people began to multiply on the earth and the daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the beautiful women and took 
any they wanted as their wives. The Lord said, my spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time, for they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. In those days and for some time after, giant Nephilites lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God had intercourse with the women, they would give they gave birth to these children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was cons- consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing. All the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I I ever made them. But Noah found favor with the Lord. The Lord said, but he has allowed certain people, he has allowed people to find favor in him. Okay, now I'm gonna take you down to verse 11. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna wait, we're gonna just go to verse 9. The account of Noah and his family Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Let me tell you something about the righteousness of Noah it wasn't that Noah wasn't a sinner, it was the fact that Noah walked with God. He was walking with God and that is what made him righteous. It's just the righteousness of Christ, right? Period. That's what makes you righteous. We are counted as righteous because of the finished work of the cross. And I know you're like, well, Jesus didn't die on the cross yet. I get it. But it was the fellowship that he had with God. It was the relationship he had because he said he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the same God you see in Genesis is the same God that's talking to you in the book of Revelations, child. What do you think he was, who you think was talking when he said, let's make human beings in our image. If we human beings, right? Doesn't that mean that it was another human being that said, let's make them in our image? (laughs) What do you mean? Let me tell you something. Now, God saw that the earth had become corrupt. It was filled with violence. God observed all this corruption in the world for everyone. Earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all the living creatures for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along with the earth. Build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside it out. Do you understand that the Lord was telling Moses what to do to prepare? What is God telling you to do to prepare? It's about walking with God and being in alignment. Genesis chapter 1 shows you the perfect alignment with God. In Jesus, because as God was telling him what to say, he was saying it and he would see that it was good. He would say it, then he would see it. He would say it, then he would see it. He would say it, then he would see it. What is God telling you to do for you to say it? And then you'll see it. It's going to happen. Are you going to have to build some things? Yes, you're going to have to build some things. But it's but what God's telling you to say that you are saying. And then as it's coming out of your mouth, it's already becoming a decree in heaven, child. Things start going into motion in heaven, child. God is telling you to prepare for this storm because it's coming and it's coming quickly it's coming swiftly it's coming unexpectedly but he said i'm telling you in advance so it won't be unexpected to you because your ark will be ready 
<laughs> Listen. So he's telling him, make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave an 18-inch opening below the roof all the way. Do you? He's giving him the exact measurements. The exact measurements of what he needs to do to build this boat. God is giving you exact details on what to do to build this ark. It says, put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat. Lower, middle, and upper. Look, I am about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on the earth will die. But I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat. You and your wife and your sons and your wives. This, this, what you are doing is not just about you. Listen, let me tell you something. When Joseph was in that pit, when he got sold into slavery, Joseph was built in an ark, child. Joseph was still being prepared for this ark that God was giving him. Because guess what? When it was time for the famine to come, Joseph, it wasn't just about Joseph. Joseph had all of Egypt depending on his ark. <laughs> <laughs> them same brothers that them same brothers that betray him was dependent on the ark. This ain't just about you. It says, so enter the boat and you and your wife and your sons and their wives bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male and a female into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of birds, every kind of animal, every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. God is sending people to you because of what he is building with you. He's sending people to you. That's why it's funny that it's not funny, but God is so strategic because the beginning of this word was so important to, to for that to go first. Because you walking on water is not just about you. It's about everybody else in the boat, child. So when we, everybody, when we get into the boat with God, when you and God get into that boat after they saw what God just did for you, you are going to be able to preserve them because they saw God in your life. Mm, Jesus. He said, and be sure to take on board enough food for your family and for all the animals. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. God says he needs obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. You do exactly what he told you. Even if it seems something so small, so minuscule, so something that just doesn't even seem so, so serious. God is saying it is serious. He said, listen, you might not have thought that it was important for, for him to take a two birds two two single bird of every kind of bird it might not have seemed important to you but he said i had a purpose for it child listen then they used to use the animals for sacrifices what if he didn't have what if what if it wasn't no more animals for the sacrifices god is very strategic <laughs> that's just an example it says, in, all right, now chapter seven, when everything was ready, the Lord said to Noah, go into the boat with all your family for among all the people of the earth. I can see that you alone are righteous. God is saying he has chosen you. He has set you apart from everybody on earth. And he says that the people who he has allowed to be in your life, the people he is bringing into your life is going to be able to eat the fruit of your obedience. They're going to be able to eat the fruit of your righteousness because God has been cultivating you. God has been pruning you. He has been purified you child he said you are ripe he said now all he needs you to do is be obedient to what he's telling you to do he said um 
I can see that. Okay. Take with you seven pairs, male and female of each animal I have approved for eating and for sacrifice and take one pair of each of others and take seven pairs of every kind of bird. There must be a male and female in each pair to ensure that all life will survive on the earth after the flood. Okay. You see how God had everything, everything was just beginning to, to flow because God was like, I know what I'm about to do. And I'm just letting you know, just do everything I told you to do. Do it just like how I said for you to do it, child. And you are going to see a mighty move of God because he is not playing in these days. He said, listen, he knows that this, that this, this storm is about to hit the earth. He said, he knows what is brewing, child. He said, he knows he needs you to get in alignment because he says he has souls that is predestined, that is or that, that is a God thing. It, it, you, they are destined to collide into you because you are holding their destiny. You are holding their provision, child. Um, That goes back to even the dream, how some people in the dream didn't realize what was going on, right? They didn't realize what was going on, but God has sent me in that place, child, for such a time as that because the storm was coming. Certain people could see the storm was coming and we we was in there worshiping because we see the storm. The, the, the thunder was just so like, whoo, it was just so like, just girl, like you think that you see Thunder, that dream, that thunder was something real. That lightning was something real. It says, uh, seven days from now, I will make the rains pour down on the earth. And it will rain for 40 days and 40 nights until I have wiped from the earth all the living things I have created. God's saying, listen, the time time, time is, is, is coming. It's approaching rapidly. And when this storm starts, it's not going to be no storm that's just like, oh, for a couple minutes. No, this is a storm that's going to last. This storm's going to be a while. This storm is to wipe out everything. Everything. So Noah did everything as the Lord had commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the flood covered the earth. He went on board the boat to escape the flood. He and his wife and his sons and their wives. With them were all the various kinds of animals, those approved for eating and for sacrifices, those who were not along with all the birds and the small animals that scurry along the ground. They entered the boat in pairs, male and female, just as God had commanded Noah. Do you understand that it's because of the choices that we make is what brings sin into the world? It's the choices we make. It's us being disobedient. It's out of our disobedience. God never wanted, he didn't want to do this. That's not what he wanted to do. He gave Adam an option in the garden. He gave it to Adam and Adam chose what he wanted to do. And that's the same thing God is presenting you with today. God is giving you an option on what it is that you want to do. God makes no mistake. But he fixes our mistakes. Mm, Let me say it again. God makes no mistakes, but he fixes our mistakes. After seven days, the waters of the flood came and covered the earth. When Noah was 600 years old, on the 17th day of the second month, all the underground waters erupted from the earth and the rain fell in mighty torrents from the sky. The rain continued to fall for 40 days and 40 nights. That very day, Noah had gone into the boat with his wife and his sons, Shem, Ham, Japheth, and their wives. With them in the boat were 
pairs of every kind of animal, domestic and wild, large and small, along with birds of every kind. Two by two, they came into the boat, representing every living thing that breathes. That makes me think about this other dream I had. This 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 dream I had this dream like two years ago, probably. And I remember it was like we was like in a cornfield, and it was like a path though, right? And it was like lights up the path, but the rest of the field was dark. And I remember at the certain point of the field, like where everybody, I, I want to say it was actually an arc that they was walking into. It said, either said the harvest is ripe or the harvest is ready, right? And it's so funny how God is saying two by two, they came into the boat representing every living, living thing that breathes. God is like calling his people into his into the ark, into his shelter, into him. The ark only represented God's presence, his shelter, dwelling within him. That is the only thing that's going to keep you, that's going to sustain you, that's going to give you the provisions that you need to be able to withstand the storm that is a brewing child. It said, um, a male and female of each kind entered just as God had commanded Noah and the Lord closed the door behind them. Listen, you can't worry about who ain't getting on the boat. You can't be outside the boat begging people to get in the boat because nobody, if they don't want to get in the boat, you can't make them get in the boat because God's the one closing the door to the boat. It ain't you. You ain't like, all right, last call, y'all. No, if you're outside that boat when God closes that door, you, you're not. Now, you're not on the ark. You got to get on the ark, okay? Uh, for 40 days, the flood waters grew deeper, covering the ground and lifting the boat high above the earth. As the waters rose higher and higher above the ground, the boat floated safely on the surface. Finally, the water covered even the highest mountains on the earth, rising more than 22 feet above the highest peak. All the living things on the earth died, birds, domestic animals, wild animals, small animals that scurried along the ground and all the people. Everything that breathed and lived on dry land died. But see, what God is bringing to me in this storm is now, is some people going to die physically? Yeah. But what God is really leaning to my spirit is spiritual death. People are not going to be able to hear from God. People are going to begin to see what, what being outside of God's presence is like. Because in the ark is God's presence. Outside of the ark, there's no presence of God. That's the wrath of God. And people are going to begin to spiritually receive death. Like to a, to a different way now because people walk around spiritually dead now. But I'm saying like they're really going to feel it differently. It's, it's going to hit them differently that they don't have God. Right. It says all were destroyed. The only people who survived were Noah and those with him in the boat. And the floodwaters covered the earth for 150 days. And then we see that the flood recedes over that. Right. Um, and it says, I'm trying to see. Let me go down to verse. So let's go to Genesis 8, verse 18. So Noah, his wife and his sons and their wives left the boat. And all of the large and small animals and birds came out of the boat pair by pair. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and he sacrificed a, a burnt offering, the animals and birds that had been approved for that purpose. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifices and said to himself, so immediately after the storm was done, immediately after everything was, was said and done, the first thing Noah did was like, let's build an altar to the Lord. 
Let's present on this altar a sacrifice. God wants you to remain in fellowship with him even after the storm recedes, even after the things come. Because, you know, it's not really going to affect you, right? Because you're going to be you're going to be safe in the shelter of the most high God, but God does not want that to go to your head. He wants you still to remain in fellowship. He still wants you to remain, um, consecrated and sanctified. Right. And he said, I will never again curse the ground because of human race, even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood. I will never again destroy all the living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be Planting and harvesting, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. And then on ver- in verse 9, Genesis chapter 9, it says, Then God blessed Noah and his sons and told them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. He gave them a new beginning, child. As, as we in new beginnings. Listen, I'm I'm recording this on Saturday. This is Rosh Hashanah. And you already know this is the new year, baby. Like, this is a new beginning. God is bringing new beginnings. All the animals of the earth, all the birds of the sky, all the small animals in the, that scurry along the ground, all the fish in the sea will look on you with fear and terror. I have placed them in your power. I have given them to your to you for food, just as I have given you grain and vegetables. But you must never eat any meat that is still has the lifeblood in it. And I will require the blood of anyone who takes another person's life. If a wild animal kills a person, it must die. Anyone who murders a fellow human must die. If anyone takes a human life, that person's life will also be taken by human hands. For God made human beings in his own image. Now be fruitful and multiply and repopulate the earth. God, listen, mm, that is something else that God has said to me. God is saying that because, you know, you're about to see a lot of unions come together. A lot of people are about to get married because God is repopulating the earth. Because it's, I believe it's in Malachi chapter 2 or 3, but I think it's chapter 2 where he says that he wants godly children from your godly unions. God wants your union to populate this earth, to fill it with, with his glory. He wants children that are going to be devoted to him and set apart for his use, child. Okay? Then God told Noah and his sons, I hereby confirm my covenant with you and your descendants and with all the animals that are on the boat with you. Birds, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, every living creature on earth. Yes, I am confirming my covenant with you. Never again will flood weather waters kill all living creatures. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. Then God said, I am giving you a sign of my covenant with you and with all the living creatures for all generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is the sign of my covenant with you and with all earth. When I send clouds over the earth, the rain will appear, rainbow will appear in the clouds. And I remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures. Never again will the floodwaters destroy all life. When I see rainbows in the clouds, I will remember the eternal covenant between God and every living creature on the earth. Then God said to Noah, yes, this rainbow is the sign of my covenant. I am confirming with all the creatures on earth. Listen, child, I'm going to end it just like this because y'all know where I'm about to go. And if you don't know, you're about to figure it out. When I see that rainbow, them flags and stuff, and people be saying they pride, all you doing is reminding God of his covenant that he's not coming back with flood. But this time he's coming back with fire. God's coming back with fire this time. And I ain't preaching no condemnation. I ain't here to say that you the worst sinner on the earth. I'm not here for none of that. Because, listen, I know what Jesus can do. 
I know what the blood of Jesus can do. So I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to talk down to you. But what I'm telling you is what the word of God says that he's not coming back with fire. I mean, with, with, with water. He's coming back with fire. Never again will he flood the earth. But this time he's coming back with fire. And I even think that in the dream that it was so significant because it was a lightning that I saw. But I knew it was a storm. But lightning causes fire, doesn't it? And when the when the flood covered the earth, it did cover the earth with water. It was a storm. But this storm God is sending is fire. God is raining down fire. And child, I want to give you an invitation to invite Jesus Christ into your heart. To believe in your heart that he is God and to profess out your mouth. That that he is the son of God and that he did die on the cross for your sins and God rose him up on the third day. And now he is seated at the right hand of the father child. That is the truth about Jesus. And, and within you, you know, it's the truth. You know that Jesus Christ is Lord. You know that he is the king of every king and he is the Lord of every Lord. You know it. You know it. You know what I'm speaking to you is the truth. Because guess what? God said before you were even in your mother's womb, he knew you. He set you apart. Before you were even in her womb, he knew you. And you knew him. So I'm going to pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm just coming to you, just thanking you, just praising you, Lord. You are the almighty king, Father God. I just thank you for your warnings. I thank you for your rebukes, Father God. I thank you for your ride and your staff, Lord. I thank you for the word, Lord. I thank you for your promises, Lord. I thank you for the provisions that you are giving us, Father God. I thank you for, for your presence, Lord, that you are allowing us to dwell in, Father God. Lord, I'm just praying for your child receiving this word, Lord, that she will receive you, the the true living word, Father, the worthy one. You are worthy of every praise, Lord. You are who she is looking for, Lord. And I pray that all her filth be removed, Father God, and that she will be counted as righteous because of your blood, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Father, I'm just asking that she begins to take shelter in you and that she begins to walk on water, Lord, that she begins to build this ark that you told her to, Lord, because we know that the storm is coming, Lord. We know that it is brewing, Lord. We, we know that it's right at the door, Father God. And Lord, I just thank you for what you were doing in these days, Lord. I thank you that you are sharing your glory with your people, Father God. I thank you that you are coming to get your church, Lord. I thank you for remembering the remnant, Father God. And I just want to give your name all the glory, all the honor and all the praise and it's in the mighty name of jesus that i pray amen family i'm gonna let y'all go because listen i gave y'all a lot of true one you go take this whole word back to the lord and you ask him to reveal to you what is it that you needed to hear out of this okay so i love you guys so 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 much and let's not forget that most importantly jesus loves you bye